Good evening, everybody. I am pumped and excited to be back in Phoenix, Arizona. Let me just double check and make sure my mic is working. You always got to make sure this stuff is working, you know? I mean, as much as I wish it worked all the time, sometimes it doesn't. I just personally got back from a mastermind down in Key West where Jamil and I got stranded for an extra day and uh, ended up getting home a little bit later than I expected. And I get to sleep in my own bed one night, and then I'm going to be out in Los Angeles for an entire 13, 14 days, somewhere around there. I'll be going on the Wolf of Wall Street's podcast this coming Wednesday, and then I've got a couple of other podcasts um, that I'll be on. And then on top of that, Jamil's going to be coming out into Los Angeles, and we're going to be doing some pretty cool, fun filming. We actually rented the DeLorean from Back to the Future. And that's going to be a lot of fun where Jamil is going to be Doc. I'm going to be Marty McFly. And we're going to do a couple of the parody things. Um, but we are also um, hanging out with some producers of a TV show that Jamil and I are working on. So super excited about that. Super excited about getting back to Arizona. And then on top of it, I'm very excited about today's topic. Today's topic is all about what systems do you need in your real estate business? And Cody, my business partner, is going to be here in a couple of minutes. He's walking his grandmother down from his 25th floor penthouse apartment in uh, downtown Phoenix. So he'll be here in a couple of minutes. But what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about, I believe, two things. I think we're going to talk about, number one, if I'm brand new, right? I'm brand new. What systems do I need as a bare minimum? And I'm going to challenge Cody to say, what do I need bare minimum to do two deals a month, bare minimum? Um, and then I'm going to challenge him right now. What are what's our team doing? I think last month we did about hundred and eighty thousand dollars in assignments. So by no means are we the biggest wholesaler in the game, but we do a lot of wholesale. But we also did buy. I think we bought twelve rentals, and then I bought three Airbnbs on my own, and then I just bought a three million dollar home subject to that my family is going to be living in. Uh, we move into that on June first, which is exciting. So a lot of things going on in the real estate part of our business. And that requires a ton of uh, systems, requires a tremendous amount of systems. And so that's what we're primarily going to talk about. I get so many people asking me questions on my in my DMs um, on my Instagram, right? So like, for example, I'll pull one out right now. Um, somebody asked me today, they said, hey, what's the name of a book that you would recommend? And I said, um, let's see. So he says, Hey, Pace, I've been immersed with your material, such awesome stuff. Is there a book you'd, you'd recommend to get more experience with all these creative finance strategies? Now, there's a lot of creative finance strategies on, um, what would you call it, uh, Audible. There's a handful of them, right? Like note investing, but they're so hard to understand for the average person. I would say the only book that's even worth reading and um, is a good book is Wendy Patton's book on lease options and subject twos. But Wendy doesn't really do subject twos anymore. She hasn't for a long time. Um, I respect her. I think the book's great, but it's really hard to get. Um, and it's like a $60 book or something. So what I did is I actually created um, a new book. And that book is, I mean, I'll, I'll actually show you this, guys. I don't really like the cover of it quite yet. Um, we're working on it right now, but I have a book that's coming out very soon. And it's called 25 Exit Strategies Your Mommy Didn't Tell You About. Um, so that, let me pull that up. 
my publisher's asking me to change the name of it. So I'll pull, I'll pull a couple of photos up and show you guys the name of it. Um, 25 strategies your competition doesn't know about is what they want me to change it to. But let's check it out. Um, now, I was thinking, now this is not like a book that I would normally look at. I, it, it's a little bit feminine, but let's just, let's just pull it up. It's a little feminine. So this is the book. And let me widen it a little bit. Let's make this a little bit bigger. Boom. Hopefully that fills up the screen. So 25 exit strategies your competition doesn't know about. Learn the art of seeing what other investors don't notice in order to dominate the real estate industry. So as you guys can see, you look at this big iceberg, right? And this is this upper portion is what most people look at. They look at this upper piece and that's traditional real estate. That's even wholesale. That's even fix and flip. But the biggest part of the iceberg is actually down here at the bottom. And I just got um, I just got Robert G. Allen. I just got Robert G. Allen to say he would write the foreword for this book for me, which is super exciting. So um, 25 exit strategies your competition doesn't know about. Learn the art of seeing what other investors don't notice in order to dominate the real estate industry. Um, I actually don't. I, I don't mind the title of the book, but the reality of, of, of this is that I really wanted it to call, I wanted to call it 25 exit strategies your mommy didn't tell you about, because I just think that's funny. Um, but we'll kind of see, <laughs> we'll see um, what we end up doing. Um, so anyway, guys, we have a little over 200 people here tonight already. So thank you so much. Again, we're streaming to multiple platforms. So sometimes, um, I, guys, I'm actually going to end up um, I don't know what I'm going to do with the book. I have some people telling me I should be charging $29 for it. I have some people telling me I should give it away for free. So I, I don't know. Um, anyway, the uh, we have multiple streams. Okay, We have Facebook, we have YouTube, and we actually have a couple of Facebook groups. So a lot of times people that are on Facebook will go, um, hey, we only have 18 people watching. Guys, go to the YouTube channel. Like my, I think my YouTube channel probably is where we get most of our viewers. So everybody that's already made the switch over to Pace's YouTube channel, thank you so much. Um, usually we end up getting about 400, 500 people on Sunday service. Um, usually they come in about 30 minutes late. So thank you guys so much for being here on time. Um, if you are a sub two student, you will get this book and then you'll be getting, um, access to all the accompanying videos to it. Of course, my sub two students know that. And then Robert G. Allen. Oh my gosh, Robert G. Allen. Anybody that doesn't know Robert G. Allen, go look him up. He wrote some of the most important books in real estate. Um, Nothing Down. He wrote The Challenge, which was so epic. Um, so I got to meet with him. Um, we're spending a lot of time together and then he's going to be coming into my mentorship, uh, the sub two mentorship to talk about uh, mindset. And yo, what up, Cody? How you doing? Yo, yo, what up? Let's try a different angle today. There we go. I like it. Um, so, dude, how was um, Thanksgiving dinner and all that? <laughs> dinner was good. It was good. Cooked, yeah. cooked dinner for Ohio, cooked dinner for uh, my parents and my grandma. So it was good. You cooked? You cooked? I, I all cooked. I helped, I helped clean. Oh. All right. Well, I, tr I trust... I trust Hayel. I don't necessarily know that I would trust you unless it's like peanut butter jelly. I'll ask <laughs> Did you did you get to see the copy of my new book? 
I haven't. I saw some of the infographics, but not the like the cover. Yeah, the oh. ebook that you're talking about is different. Check this out. Let me show you this book. Robert G. Allen's going to write the. Robert G. Allen's going to write the forward for it. Ooh. 25 exit strategies your competition doesn't know about. So, um, you know, I'm a big fan. You've seen me drop this meme a whole bunch of times about the oh, iceberg, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And this is all the traditional stuff, realtors, wholesalers, even fix and flippers, et cetera. But this is where a lot of our rentals, actually 100% of our rentals and long-term buy and holds come from. Yes. Um, is this big portion that nobody else sees. And it's not just sub two, it's sub two, seller finance. I like... The house I just bought, I bought it on sub two and seller finance. And I ha I bought um, you know, that one point, let's see, one point four million dollars in equity uh as zero percent interest, which is pretty amazing. Um pretty, then you've got the novation agreements and you got 20, 20 other ones that nobody even talks about. And so we're gonna be um putting this book together. Robert Jan, I, I shared this with him. He was just like, I love it. Let me write the forward. So he's gonna write the forward for this book. That's amazing. That's exciting. Epic, epic, dude. So sick. Yeah, it's going to be pretty sick. So, uh, bro, you and I haven't spoken in like a week. How are you doing? Doing great. Doing How's great. The, how, are the, how are the businesses going? Thriving. We're thriving. Everything is thriving. It's so great. Love it. So um, I was warming everybody up. I told them that tonight we're going to be talking about systems, and I'm, I, I kind of want to break it down into two different ways, Okay. Um, and I want to have a conversation back and forth with you regarding, Hey guys, by the way, we're over 250 viewers. So thank you so much. Um, there was a point where we would get 800 live viewers on this. And then Cody and I took a six month hiatus as I traveled around the country. So, um, appreciate you guys, um, coming here. Um, thank you so much. We really appreciate you. If you guys don't mind, please make sure you're watching it on one of our YouTube channels because it's easier on YouTube than it is on Facebook because sometimes we can't see your names on Facebook. So um, a lot of people don't know the the author, Robert G. Allen. Oh my gosh. Guys, Robert G. Allen, let me, can I tell you a story real quick, Cody? Yeah, I, I want to hear it. So um, Robert G. Allen is amazing, okay? Um, you, you know this. You've probably seen a lot of his um, books. Let's go to, I'm going to go to his Amazon page because um, there you'll have all his books on there. But he, he had a book called Nothing Down, okay? That was um, one of his first books was Nothing Down. Um, and a, it, it blew up, blew up, okay? What happened, guys, I'm putting the link in the side so you guys can go look at his Amazon store, Epic um, bet, like New York Times best author, right? He's not like an Amazon best author. He's a New York Times best author. He traveled with Tony Robbins for like 10 years. He's been on every news broadcast. He's traveled more outside the country than he has traveled inside the country. He's prolific, like prolific. Um, trained under, under Stephen R. Covey. And um, anyway, so the LA Times challenges him. Okay, the LA Times challenges them. They go, there's no way that you do what you say you can do, which is buy a house with, with zero down. Okay. And so he then says, oh my gosh, I'm about to start this book tour. And the LA Times is calling me out on my ability to 
buy a house with nothing down. And so they challenged him and they said, do what you said you can do or else we're going to, we're going to put a page out that says you're a fraud. Okay. This is back in the day when people actually read newspapers, right? <laughs> so he goes, they, um, he meets them in their offices in Los Angeles and they don't tell him where he's going. They just say, pack your bags for 72 hours and we're going to take you to a location like the hardest real estate location in the country. And we're going to give you 72 hours and $100. And so where do they take him? They take him to downtown San Francisco. And they go, go buy a house with nothing down, nothing out of your pocket, go buy a house. So they take a, a, a reporter. He has $100 in his pocket. So at the time, there's no cell phones, right? This is in the 80s. So what does he do? He goes and takes 20 bucks and he turns it all into dimes and he starts calling newspapers and classified ads for houses and just saying, hey, I, you know, I'm new to town looking for a house to buy. And I, by the way, I'm looking for nothing. I have nothing to put down, but I'm looking for an investment property. So he, hundreds of calls, right? Hundreds of calls. End of the first night, it's like eight o'clock at night. He hasn't gotten anything. And he's sweating bullets. Like he's like, oh my gosh, I don't even know where I'm going to stay. So they go to the red light district. Okay. They go to the red light district and him and the reporter have to split the hotel room because Robert's like, there's no way I can afford a $34 hotel room. Like you got to split it with me. So he pays 17. The reporter pays 17. So 1030 at night, he gets a call back from a realtor and she says, hey, I've got this property. My seller's willing to sell it on seller finance. And it sounds like you have nothing to put down. Just so happens this seller would be open to that. So next morning, shows up the house. Wasn't even 24 hours. It's 23 hours later, he buys a house on seller finance with nothing down. Okay. And then he hands like $65 back to the reporter. So then he, what does the LA Times do? They make the biggest deal out of this. They go, this guy is the, is the shit. He's amazing. Oh my gosh. The reporter was there the whole time. And I don't know where the, I don't know where the actual recordings are, but I've seen the, the newspaper articles. And then next thing you know, Robert Allen was not in the country for five years. He was just traveling all throughout Asia, everywhere, talking about how to buy houses with zero down, right? A lot of what you and I do um, to currently. Um, then somebody comes to him a couple of years later and goes, I bet you, yeah, you're, you're Mr. Silvertongue, dude, right? You can do anything. Of course you did that. Like, I, of course you did that. And then the rest of the story is that he didn't just buy one house. He ended up buying seven houses within 30 hours. So before their flight went back to LA, he ended up getting six callbacks and he ended up getting seven houses under contract on seller finance at $0 down. Okay. So that's the whole story. And they put all the houses and the addresses in the LA times. Like it's insane what publicity this guy got. So what does he do? He goes and he's flying all over the place and somebody comes to him and says, again, you're, you're the silver tongue beast. There's no way you could make anybody else do this. And so what does he do? He goes to St. Louis because at the time, um, St. Louis was in this economic, horrible situation. And he goes, take me to any city. So he goes and he wrote a book about this and it's called The Challenge. I've read The Challenge probably five times. It's a great book. The book is about him going to St. Louis and pulling five people out of the unemployment line in St. Louis and in 90 days, turning them into real estate investors. They end up, they never have to go get another job. They have over $5,000 of cash in their pocket 
He teaches them how to buy property the same way you and I do, which is either seller finance subject to or acquiring on a lease option and assigning the lease option or whatever. And he writes a book and it took him, um, took him a while, you know, obviously to like put the challenge together and coordinate and all that kind of stuff. But he completed the challenge, got more press and the dude just blew up. Next thing you know, he's on every stage you can, you know, known to man. And he kind of fizzled out. He fizzled out off the scene probably 10 years ago. And the reason being is because he got into a horrific car accident, thought he was never going to walk ever again. And so he's kind of, he's coming back from that, that um, situation. And the first event he went to live in over a couple of years was this mastermind that I went to. And so he, um, I, anyway, I, you know, Jamil and I spoke on stage about how we, they asked us to come and speak at this mastermind because they said, out of everybody in the coaching world, you guys have the highest success rate for your students. And we, as it's just bunch, a bunch of coaches trying to get better, right? That's what the mastermind is. And um, they wanted us to talk about what are we doing for fulfillment? What are we doing to ensure people's success? And we go through, and I had to say something at the beginning. I go, I'm sure you guys are just going to hate my guts at the end of this because there's no way you guys can fulfill even one-tenth of what we fulfill for our students. And um, anyway, Robert Allen comes up to me afterwards and he's like, I want to be, be friends with you. What, what, what value can I provide to you? I was like, dude, Robert, you've been like a hero of mine for over 10 years. He's like, I didn't think anybody even remembered who I was. I'm like, dude, you're a legend. You'll live on, right? So um, anyway, that was an amazing thing. I, when I was doing these thoughts about living on a park bench, you know, doing all that kind of stuff, it came from the book, The Challenge. Yeah. But I didn't know because he didn't write a book about the LA Times interview. I didn't know he actually went out and did it. And so he showed us all these slides of him doing it. And he's like, this was before cell phones and before YouTube and before all this stuff. He's like, I did so many things that we just never captured on film and he's like, now you guys have like a breakfast burrito and it finds its way on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. So um, super interesting, really, really good. But here's, my, here's, here's what my biggest p- takeaway was. And I'm going to have Robert actually come in and talk to the sub two students about this. He said, um, you can learn every strategy in the book. You can learn every cool thing, every tactic, every sales line, every little thing but unless you have mindset and you have the proper mindset, you're not going anywhere. And so he broke down for an hour what that meant. And I was like, I was in tears, right? So he started talking about manifesting things and he's like, who has goals? And um, I told him I have goals. And you know, there's a room of a hundred really powerful influencers in this room, like Chris Crone and yeah. you know, oh my gosh, like I powerful, love powerful people, right? People that are on TV shows, people that um, coordinate Tony Robbins events and all this kind of stuff. And he calls me up and he's like, hey, tell me, you know, what are your goals? And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> so I, I, I open my phone, you know, I hold my I have my notes all digital. They're on my um, they're on my iPhone notes. Yeah. And I'm going through them. And he's like, when was the last time you updated them? I'm like, you know, January 15th. And so we go through them and I was like, oh. He goes, when are you going to accomplish that? And I go, I, actually, I just did accomplish it. Next one. Oh, yeah, I actually already accomplished that like a week ago. And he's like, these are big goals. And you've already accomplished them. And I go, honestly, he goes, okay, I want to break you down. Let's break down why you've been successful. 
And he asked me about my mindset and he said, you know, you're missing these things, but I'm going to keep this really short. He's like, you're missing these things, but you're 90% of the way there. And because you have this mindset um, and he's like, um, and then we, he broke down the other two things, which I posted on my Instagram today. Number one was I'm 90% of where I need to be on mindset. So I have a lot of work to do, but I have an amazing set of friends around me, you included, and I have amazing partners and you know, support mechanisms and all that kind of stuff that feed into the things that are manifesting, right? Instead of like pulling back and saying, well, we're not sure we deserve this, right? So what was interesting is I remember this, it's probably the most embarrassing thing that ever came out of my mouth. It's like, I can still taste the words leaving my mouth. It's so bad. I was 20 something young, right? 23 or so. And I had already made over six figures, but the economy fell apart, right? 2008. So it was, um, you know, during that whole world, I had made plenty of money um, before all of that. And then when the world fell apart, I said to myself, if I could only make $5,000, I would be grateful. A month, right? $5,000 a month. And I look at things now, which is so funny, right? So like one of our revenue streams, one of them, one of our (laughs) revenue streams, I told you my goal for that revenue stream by the end of the year. And you were like, dude, if that's our, if that's the number, it like, that's my goal. And you're like, if that's the goal, I'm going to jump out my window. Like I want more. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. I go to the mastermind and I, then I'm hearing Robert break down my goals. And he's like, dude, you are like, you are an ultimate manifester, right? You, you put things on your goals chart and you d- d- destroy them like one after another, one after another. You don't have big enough goals. And, I, and then he's like, why is that? And we started talking about, I feel conceited. I feel cocky. I feel like, well, why do I deserve all of these things when everybody else in the world is trying to get them? And I'm, I'm conceited, am I conceited to think, well, I want to take like, for example, our fix and flips. It's like, okay, well, we want to take home 40 grand a month each after all expenses and all that kind of stuff, right? Per month. Yeah. And I, and I look at that and go, let's go to 60. But there's some weird part of me. This is where mindset comes in. Some weird part of me says, I, 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 who am I to think that I deserve that? Isn't that an interesting thing to, to put in your brain? Even at our level, like at our level, these are still conversations. Do you ever have those feelings? Oh, a hundred percent. You know, it's, it's, you know, you start making, even when you start making a certain amount of money, you're like, dang, like, this is awesome. Like, I'm super grateful. I, you feel like you deserve it in a sense because you do work really hard. You are doing all the right things that you're supposed to be doing to be able to be at a point, but there's still that that talk in the back of your mind where it's like, you know, I don't deserve it. And I think a lot of it comes from like, you know, money blueprints from when we were little, um, you know, and uh, that's, that's a big challenge is, you know, you have things that are told to you in school and then by, you know, parents, a lot of times uh, that, you know, be grateful for what you have. Not everyone has as much as we do, you know, um, what you have is enough. Right. And so I think some of those things that we get ingrained as we're little follow us to later in life. Cause I know, I know that sometimes even now, like when, 
you know, I get a good chunk of money that comes in. I'm like, oh, I'm excited. And then sometimes it, it, it freaks me out because I'm like, oh, like, you know, I do. What do I, you know, is something going to happen bad in my life because all this oh, is all yeah. this good is happening? <laughs> it's a really interesting thing. You know, everybody in the audience, I'm sure, has dealt with this to some degree, right? And guys, yeah. we, we have a whole nother hour. So I promise you, we're going to get to systems. I promise you that. Thank you guys. We have well over 300 people tonight. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think it would be great to get Robert Allen on Sunday service. Um, that would be so cool. It'd be epic. Um, it was interesting. So he's in his seventies now, you know, he's made people on, um, Google. If you Google, uh, Allen or, uh, Robert Allen's net worth, they say 20 billion. And he's like, guys, I'm, nowhere close to $20 billion. But I can tell you, this is what he says. He says, I, I can tell you that everything that it broke down to in my life, it came down to, I would teach real estate all day long to people that didn't have the mindset right. Right. And so he, you know, I sat down with him for a good amount of time and he, I showed him like the modules in sub two. And he was like, oh, I love this because week zero is showing like, you know, there's, actually 12 weeks in sub two modules now where we just doubled it. And so week zero is all about expectations and what you can expect from me and what can I expect from you as a student and what, what do I want from you at the end of the training? And, you know, five years from now, because it's a lifetime men, um, mentorship, what do I expect from you in five years? That's week zero. Week one is mindset. And he was like, oh my gosh, I love the fact that you make them go through mindset training before they go into, um, you know, actual real estate training. So, um, but he goes through and he's like, can I like add two or three hours to this mindset stuff just as a gift to you and just a gift to stu students to explain to them how to actually be prepared, be prepared for what's coming in terms of opportunity and how to be able to actually handle it with the right mindset. Because, um, a book you, you suggested to me recently, it was, um, uh, the, uh, what's his name? Oh, T, uh, T Harbecker. Yeah. So what Secret was the name of the book? Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Great book. So I read it. It's a short book. It's a very short read. I didn't read it. I listened to it probably four times. Yeah. Um, so guys, what I do when I'm, you know, packing my suitcase to leave to an airport or I'm waiting in line at the airport or I'm doing whatever, I'm listening to an audio book, right? So I'll listen four times. And that's, in my opinion, the equivalent of reading something once, yeah. um, you know, sometimes depending on what I'm doing. So um, I, I read it. And one of the first stories that resonated with me is one you shared actually about his wife, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It resonated with me um, because I watched my dad and my mom deal with this when I was young, right? And so this is the story. The story is that T. Harbecker, um, you know, always wondered like, why did my wife always run out of money? Why was my wife always overspending? Why was my wife, you know, so problematic with, with money in her bank account? So he learned as you break it down and you understand the blueprint that she learned from being a child is that she watched her mom say stuff like, oh, well, daddy has all the money. You know, you don't, you know, I don't have any money, sweetheart. I don't have any money. I don't have any money. Daddy has all the money. And so she learned two things from that, right? That blueprint and learning it from a young age. This is mindset stuff. She learned two things. Number one, women don't have money. So anytime she came in contact with money, what did she, what did she want to do? Get rid of the money. 
get rid of the money, however possible, repel that shit. Right. Mm -hmm. And then number two, it was that women aren't supposed to go make money. Men go make the money. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you learn from a young age. We learn this from our parents. We learn this from our friends. We learn this from our religion. We learn all these things. Right. And I, it's unfortunate that we basically have to spend the, you know, following 30 years to break out of those blueprints or hopefully be lucky enough to be interfaced with people that can shorten that learning curve way, way down for us. And that's essentially why you join mentorships. And that's why, um, and somebody asked a really good question today. They said, um, uh, Nelly says, why Cody didn't go with you to the masterminds? Now, Cody and I have a very unique um, business arrangement, okay? Um, Cody's honestly the first business partner I've truly fully trusted. And um, I imagine Cody trusts me as well. But we go do things to bring massive value back to each other. We call each other from the masterminds, right? So like I'll go three or four days without calling Cody. But when I call him, it's a two hour conversation and I'm condensing the most important things, right? So we'll go spend money on other masterminds, but Cody goes to them and then I go to them. But here's the cool thing is that one of the most important reasons of going to a mastermind is having high quality in-person conversations with people you didn't have access to before. Mm -hmm. And because Cody and I are going to do two different um, masterminds, guess what I have? we now have double the relationships that come to our business, right? Cody went out this last week and went to a mastermind that he hasn't even downloaded everything to me. He called me and he was like, I got to tell you about this mastermind. And I go, well, I'm at my other mastermind. So let's catch up in a couple of days. <laughs> um, so we split, we, we divide and conquer because we have a unique relationship that allows us to do that. And um, partnerships, trustworthy partnerships are incredibly important. Um, Guys, by the way, I'm going to do a favor for you guys. I'm going to give you guys, um, oh, people are asking for, what's the name of T. Harvecker's book, Cody? You want to find an Amazon link for it or something? Yeah, yeah it's Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, but I'll... Uh, it's I'll a short read, guys. It's a really, really short read. Um, and it's it's just interesting. Um, what here? Here's one of the most interesting things is that we don't care about this information when we're younger. It's not until we're interfaced with an actual problematic situation that this information becomes pertinent. And then all of a sudden it's like, you're having these epiphanies, even though after you hear it, most of this stuff sounds like common sense. Right. But before you're interfaced with a problem, you're just like, yeah, whatever. That's cliche. That should be an Instagram quote, you know? Um, 100%. but man, so good. So, so good. So um, anyway, guys, we should probably get into the topic at hand or else Cody or uh, Kelly Hanno is going to have our throats. <laughs> um, here's what I, here's what I would love to have guys. Um, I would love to have you guys start asking questions about systems. Um, we're going to spend the next hour talking about systems. Okay. Um, Cody is in my opinion and all the people that I meet, Cody is probably the most systematic um, organized person. doesn't mean he's perfect. No, it means he wants to be perfect and he's constantly working on it. And he's incredibly like ahead of people, head and shoulders ahead of people. So we're going to talk about a couple of things. So Cody, I'm going to plant some seeds and I'm going to talk for a minute or two. Here's the seeds I want to plant. One, I want to talk about who, if I'm brand new, okay, because you get the DMS, I get the DMS. 
Yeah. If I'm brand new and I'm just learning what real wholesaling real estate or creative finance or buy and hold or the Burr method or whatever it is, if I'm just learning that, what are the bare necessities that I need to go out and get my first deal in terms of systems or software? Okay. That's, I don't want you to answer it yet. I want you to start thinking about it. Okay. I then want to start talking about what is our, what does our business look like? What are like the top 10 things that we can't live without? Okay. okay. And what does that look like? I, to, I told everybody that our average assignment, we just merged with Matt Beard. So our assignments dipped. We had like our worst month ever in February because we, we merged two companies together and we had to go through some systematic uh, marriages, right? But now we're trending back in the direction. But our company typically does between $150,000 and $200,000 a month in assignment revenue. And then this month, maybe in the last 30 days, because I, I don't know if it was like signed this month or what. But in the last 30 days, Cody and I acquired probably 10 or 11 seller finance subject to deals. Um, I assume uh, June's moving forward on a lot of those. Should be, should be. Okay. So um, we've been going back back and forth and buying multiple properties from the same seller. So we just got another chunk of those under contract. I've got um, a couple of properties that I bought um, outside of the state for Airbnb. And then Cody and I um, have contracted other really cool things. Um, I think we're on the verge of potentially buying a mobile home park on seller finance, but that's another conversation for another day. So we do a lot. We do a lot in real estate. We've got probably eight or nine fix and flips in the, in the works. We've got, um, what else in real estate do we do? I, I, I do a lot of um, new builds, right? So Laura does all of our, my listings for my new builds. Um, yeah, so our real estate business does a lot, right? We do a lot and we employ a lot of people. And I, I realized, think about this, okay? Think about this. This is pretty cool. Between all of our companies, real estate related, not not like... Um, our title company, okay? Or let's say our software company, right? None of the, none of the software stuff, just the, what it requires us to be successful in real estate. So you've got our VAs, right? Like our total VAs. And let's say that you add up all the employees, we probably have close to 400 employees altogether, okay? Easy, easy. If you have let's say 400 employees and every one of those employees has an average of four people that rely on them, right? Wife, couple of kids, maybe a sibling or something like that. You're looking at 1600 people a day that are fed because of, of our businesses, 1600 people a day, a day, not a year, 1600 people a day are fed because of our efforts, right? Now multiply that by three. Okay. Now you're looking. You're looking at um, what is that? That's forty eight hundred meals are fed to those people every day. Forty eight hundred meals. Now, do you think, guys, that we could um, bring that kind of help to that many people if we didn't have systems and software and products that we used to make that happen? So. Cody's going to jump on beginners. Like what does a beginner need when they first start? And then we're also going to talk about what does our business look like? So you guys can see like the full rainbow, right? You can see both, both pots of gold, the pot of gold at the beginning and the pot of gold at the end. They're different sizes, but uh, nevertheless, they hold, they're 
you know, what holds that rainbow in place, starting and finishing. Um, I don't think Cody and I are really interested in growing our real estate business. We're interested in growing our real estate holdings, right? And we've yeah. built our we've built our real estate business to become a conveyor belt of sorts that will continually bring wholesale, fix and flip, sub two, seller finance, um, you know, all these opportunities to us. And we don't have to amplify it anymore. We just have to continually hone those systems. So Cody, now that I've talked a lot, what would you say to somebody? Let's say that somebody DMs you on Instagram right now and says, Cody, what systems do I need? What software do I need to get my first deal? Imagine I'm going to send them this link to Sunday service and that this is the first thing they're going to watch. Perfect. My first question is going to be, do you have a budget or do you not have a budget? I have a budget of $200 a month. Okay. Perfect. Because I, I think that. anybody can get $200 a month, right? Yeah. I think it's unrealistic for somebody to assume that they're going to do anything like gas, you know, paper, a pen, like you need some shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could go to McDonald's and steal some paper. You could could go do some things. Technically, is it possible to do this with no money out of pocket? Yes, it is. But the reality is it's a lot faster with like 200 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's say I have $200 a month. So this is what I would say to, you know, somebody trying to get their first deal is, you know, the only system that I would say for you, the two systems, here's two systems that I would say to get, I would say to have a system for you to be able to drive for dollars. So use something like bats driven. Okay. That's something that you can be driving for dollars with. And the second system is free. It's called Excel or Google sheets on Google drive. So this is what you're going to want to do. Um, for those of you that maybe if you haven't used Batstriven before, um, it's a driving for dollars app. Um, Pace posted the link there, batstriven.com forward slash 990. So what I would do is um, if you're just getting started, you're just trying to figure out how do I get that first deal done? I would download the app Batstriven. And the next step that I would do is I would join a community so for example, if you're not in the Facebook group that we run called uh, Creative Financing with Pace Morby on Facebook, I would jump into a community because if you're just getting started in the business, you don't know anybody, you just don't know, you know, what areas should I even drive in? The reason I'm saying join a community is so you can shortcut this time, this so you don't waste time. Join a Facebook community, find other local people in your market, find, hey, you know, introduce yourself. Hey guys, my name's Cody Barton. This is what I would do. Hey everybody, my name's Cody Barton. Um, I just joined the Facebook group. I'm super excited to get my first deal. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. I just wanted to see where other investors are working within Phoenix. I'd love to bring a deal to you when I get one. Um, would love to connect with you. And what's going to happen is there's going to be multiple comments that are going to get posted on that saying, hey, I'm, I'm local. Hey, hey, hey. Like you're going to get a lot of people that say, I'm in that market. And then what those individuals are going to do is probably DM you, reach out, try to see how they can get deals from you because that's normal. And what I would do is ask, hey, what are the best areas that I should be spending my time driving for dollars? Where should I go? Where are the beat up houses at? Where are fix and flippers buying houses at? Those are the questions that I would be asking. So once then I know where I should, okay, I should be driving in Apache Junction, got it. Or I should be driving in Mesa or you know South Phoenix. Those are the areas that I should be driving. That's where fix and flippers are buying. Perfect, that's what I'll do. So then what I would do is make a schedule for myself. 
I would, you know, I'm going to go off of, you know, I'm working a nine to five. So I'm going to pretend I have a nine to five and I don't have tons of time to do this. So what I would do is either before work, depending on if you're a morning person or not, or after work, I would be making a schedule, so call it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, before or after work, I'm going to go and drive for dollars in those areas. And I'm going to set a goal for myself that I'm going to do every single day that I'm out there doing this, I'm going to get 25 addresses a day. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to, you know, I only have a limited amount of time. I'm going to get 75 addresses during the week. And then on a Saturday, I'm an overachiever. So I'm going to go and, you know, get some addresses on a Saturday. So I'm going to get 100 addresses driving within a week while uh, through the week driving for dollars. Then what I'm going to do is since I'm in a nine to five, I don't have tons of time, you know, for me to uh, to be able to work these leads during the week. So what I'm going to do is on a Saturday, I'm going to organize all of those, uh, all of the addresses that I put um, into there and I'm going to skip trace them. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to start calling through those individuals. I'm going to use the app because it's really simple to use, you know, one, two, three main street, you literally click skip trace click call, call them, and you can get... Uh, Cody, what about virtual right here? Cynthia, this is an interesting thing about driving for dollars. People think that you can't do it virtual. You want to address that for a minute? Yeah. So, so Cynthia, same thing uh, as far as when it comes to driving for dollars. With Batch Driven, you can do virtually driving for dollars. So what it's going to do is it's going to populate, like if you've ever used Google Earth before, it's basically going to be like Google Earth and you're going to be on your uh, on your computer. You can do it and literally be driving down the streets and tracking the routes that you've driven on your computer. So you can drop yourself in any city in America and be driving down those streets virtually and adding properties into your into your list the same exact way. It's just obviously you're not physically there. So you're going off of what it looks like on Google Earth. So you add those into that list. And I would be doing the same thing. If you're working nine to five, I would be spending some time on Saturdays. I would be calling through those people, trying to get a hold of them. When are people usually most available? It's usually on the weekend. So this is what this is when I would be calling people. So I would be calling them every Saturday. I would be doing that until I got myself a motivated seller. And because I'm brand new, I don't know how to value the property. All I did was I figured out that they're motivated. They want to sell. So what I would do is I would go back to that Facebook group, find out the two to three people that helped me understand what area I should be looking at in the first place and say, hey, I have a seller at 123 Main Street. Uh, they're motivated. Uh, they want to sell the property. I'm not sure what to offer them. What would be a good buy price? I found out that this is the condition of the property. What do you think? get a number from them or get them involved in helping you get that deal locked up. That's what I would be doing if I was brand new. That's going to be one of the quickest ways for you to get a deal is by squatting up with people, joining in, in with a community, getting a very affordable app where you're going to be spending less than $200 a month. You're going to be spending $100 or less if you're virtually driving for dollars. You're not spending any money on gas, but you're able to just get out there and just start taking action. Can I the jump problem, in for just a minute? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So, um, Brandon Pepper or Brendan, I'm sorry, Brendan. Um, what do you guys think about bandit signs? Um, here's the thing about bandit signs. They work, dude. And I challenge anybody to tell me that any strategy doesn't work. Okay. There's not a strat, a real estate strategy that doesn't work. 
that every strategy works. Now, here's the here's the conversation we're having though. Remind ourselves we're trying to spend under $200 a month to get a deal. Yes. <laughs> okay. Bandit signs usually run about 2 to $3 per sign because you've got the sign, you've got the stake, you've got all that kind of stuff. Now, somebody can then tell me, well, I go print them and I staple them myself and I save all this money. Okay, great. But still, you're out driving for dollars. As you're essentially driving around and then you're spending money on a tangible item that most people just throw away. Whereas with the app, there's nothing for anything to get thrown away. The time and energy you put into it is actually reaching out to sellers. So again, bandit signs work, but driving for dollars with a with an app like Batch Driven is far more. I was just looking at uh, the last time. Oh. You're you're frozen, but I can hear you. Um, I was just saying, I was looking, I was like, when's the last time we used bandit signs and September 26, 2019, we had some, some signs, but we primarily were using bandit signs to, to fill lease option properties, not, not to get seller leads. But again, the conversation um, we are having is what's the most, you know, $200 or less a month. Like you're going to spend, we're spending, right. I was looking at the pricing. We were spending about $2 and 50 cents per sign. So, I mean, you get a yeah, hundred signs. That was two there. years ago. I bet yeah, you it's three bucks that. now. Yeah, it's going to be more. <laughs> so you want to put a hundred. Here's the thing is that the the number that you have to put out, um, the, the bandit sign number you have to put out to get a deal is like a thousand, right? So you got to spend a couple thousand dollars to get a bandit sign deal. Here's a really great comment from Jeff, one of our sub two students. Uh, Jeff says, I use batch driven to virtually drive for dollars. He lives in Papua New Guinea, by the way, guys. Jeff lives in Papua New Guinea. Right now he's having breakfast while I'm just about to, to take a shower have dinner and go to bed. Um, he uses batch leads for list management. So if you guys are looking into batch leads, we do, we don't have a discount code for batch, uh, driven, but we do have a batch, um, leads discount batch leads.io forward slash pace, and you'll get 500 text messages for free. So batch driven, we don't have a discount code. It's already so cheap. It's like 50 bucks a month to have all that stuff. Batch leads for list management. $40 a month for REI reply tech like dude he's at 200 he's at 200 bucks a month right there right so texting cold calling um podio management all that kind of stuff dude amazing 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 he he's got under $200 that's the system right there and then what you also said so gains city says why don't you guys do rvms cody tell 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 this guy so primarily the reason we haven't been doing RVMs is we just never saw a really good return on the investment um, within the markets that we're working in. And I don't want that, hey, RVMs don't work. They may work in a different market than we are in, but for the markets that we're currently marketing in, they just don't make sense, right? So um, the same would go with, you know, doing TV ads in Arizona. That just doesn't make sense for us to do, but maybe you would crush it in a smaller, more niche market in another area. So um, not to say they don't work, but for us in the markets we are in, we don't see a good uh, good return on the investment. Love it, love it, love it. So, um, Cody, my, my mouse is frozen, so you're gonna have to, oh, never mind, it came back. Um, RVM means ringless voicemail, guys. Ringless voicemail, it's the, it's the action of, leaving a voicemail on somebody's phone without actually calling. It's also a, it means you're a scaredy cat. 
I'm sorry to say this, but it also means you're a scaredy cat because you're not, you don't want to talk to the seller straight up. You'd rather drop an RVM. The only people who actually answer RVMs are very old people and that's kind of going away. RVMs don't, are not really effective. Um, I'm going to say this out loud and I'm going to, somebody's going to get really mad at me, but I'm going to tell you right now, Facebook ads to generate leads is the most inconsistent worst way to get deals. It doesn't matter if you're beginning or if you have a hundred thousand dollar ad spend per month, Facebook ads are a waste of your time. Do you disagree or agree with that, Cody? Cody, Cody did you hear me say that? I, hate I agree. Facebook? I agree. Okay. Cool. And here's the reason, here's the reason why the algorithm changes all the time. And people's accounts get shut down. I hear people like, oh yeah, man, I made $10,000 last month. And I'm like, great, talk to me next month. Next month, man, yeah, man, I'm down $5,000. Um, Sharita, I think Max probably used those a long time ago. I don't think Max is using those anymore. And if he is using them, he's using them in a very, very specific market. They do not work for most markets. The thing, the thing about our, uh, hey, Nick Ligamaro's in here. Uh, Facebook ads are inconsistent. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to get deals from them. It just means that there's way more consistent, reliable ways to get deals. Like, for example, it, it has been and always will be the number one way to build a business, guys. You want to know, you guys want to know the number one way, the number one way to build your business and, and the number one system. Okay. The number one system is having virtual assistants cold call you for you. Okay. Nothing against texting because we use texting as well, but here's the reality, okay? The reality is texting is getting harder and harder because the carriers are getting, it's getting more and more challenging to get through the carrier's blocked situation. Whereas cold calling, there's a hundred different ways to get into somebody's phone. So with cold calling, we are seeing the most success right now with cold calling. So um, if you guys, Cody, what's the link to VA Hub? Everybody always asks me, how do I get, how do I talk to VA Hub about cold calling? Can you drop it in the comments? Yeah, so I'll drop it in the comments there. So yeah, vahub.com. Um, also, and speaking I think about- the thing is, you know, to- Go ahead, bro, sorry. Sorry, I'm lagging a little bit. Um, speaking on, you know, just cold callers in general, um, Scott's saying, what about door knocking? Yes, door knocking is great. But, you know, with, with cold calling, it's just, it's such a low cost per lead for you to be able to uh, put the, get those opportunities in the door um, versus, you know, like Pace is saying with texting, honestly, we get more deals from texting than we do from cold calling. But here's the, here's the thing is the reason why, um, you know, we are hedging more with cold calling is because the carriers are making it significantly harder with texting. Now I'm not saying stop texting. What I'm saying is you should be texting a lot right now because it still works. But don't bet on that 100% right now because you're going to have to start adding other marketing channels because it's getting more challenging and more challenging. I remember two years ago being able to send a couple thousand text messages and get a contract. It's just not like that anymore. We have to send so many more. So that's just something to keep in mind. But definitely do it. I'm not saying we aren't saying to not text, but we're saying, hey, something is coming down the line. And so you got to hedge, hedge against that. So Calvin Durham says, where do you guys get all your VAs to, um, to make your calls? Um, so we've already touched on it. Calvin, you must have just tuned in. 
The name of the company is vahub.com. That's who we use. Um, that's also who manages like our bookkeeping. That's who manages our social media. That's who manages like VA hub can do anything. So, um, what I see is there's a learning curve with virtual assistants, by the way, here's the learning curve. You go and hire them yourself, like off Craigslist or whatever, and you get kicked in the teeth and you say, virtual assistants don't work. And you quit virtual assistants. And then six months later, you're like, I have to scale my business. So you go back to doing virtual assistants. You try hiring them yourself. And that, that process goes on for a year and a half. Then finally, you hire a company like VA Hub who actually onboards, trains, manages, um, and actually gives you a daily report of what's going on with the VAs. They find the VAs for you. They train, they hire, they make sure they're doing everything right. And then you're hands off, not hands off. I mean, you got to make sure that you're instilling culture and you got to show your VA that you love them and all that kind of stuff like their family because they are. But VA, uh, VA Hub is who we use. I think I, um, I would say that, um, so Ravi, here's, here's what VA Hub does. VA Hub does not provide acquisitions, but VA Hub will show you how to um, train your cold callers to become lead managers. And then they will show you how to train your lead managers to become acquisition people. Like for us, I think we got like two or three contracts last, last week. Start to finish virtual assistants. No Americans involved whatsoever. So yes, that's VA Hub, vahub.com. That's who we use. Um, so, um, let's, let's go back to that. Okay. Cause what happens is when people realize that we're answering questions in the comments, they start asking, a- answering all sorts of questions. Cody, is there a discount for VA hub at all? Uh, Sunday service. I think you get a discount on the, uh, your sign up with the Sunday service. If you, is there like a, is there like a page, is there a page to like sign up for a call or something like that, that we can give them and just, make sure that they tell somebody like, Hey, I, I found out about this on Sunday service. Is that what they should say? Um, just literally go to vahub.com and then you click, uh, click hire a VA and then it'll take you to a page and you can just type in under the, you know, where you, where you heard about us Sunday service. Yeah. So here's Darren Talcott. Darren says we tried, uh, doing it on our own, just like everybody does. Um, after getting into VA mastery and it was a mess, went with VA hub and it has been so much better. Thank you for saying that, Darren. That's awesome. Um, yeah, the promo, I would say the promo is Sunday service guys. Um, John Doe there, it it differs depending on how many hours you have them work. Just reach out to them guys. Here's what I would do. I would suggest you just get on the phone with VA hub. Okay. We don't want to turn this into a whole VA hub thing. That's like not our thing. We want to make sure we get to the other part of this, which is explaining to you all the systems and things that we have. Um, but do yourself a favor. Um, go to VA hub and schedule a call, get on the phone with VA hub and say, Hey, what does this cost? And what's the process look like? And, you know, do you have any availability and things like that? Ask all the questions of them. They're great. Tell them that Sunday service sent you and you'll get a discount. I, we don't get paid on the discount or anything like that, but, um, we, you'll get something, you'll get something. Um, happy to help. Yeah. Real estate or bus says, thanks fellas. Absolutely. Anything you need. Um, so yeah, we use list source. I don't, we don't use Melissa data, but let's get into, let's, let's wrap up the $200 a month conversation. Okay. 
if you have not gotten yep. a deal and you have only a $200 a month budget, then what should I have if I have 200 bucks? I would say batchdriven.com, my driving for dollars, that's 50 bucks a month. I would then have a, I would probably spend a little bit of money on skip tracing. So another 50 bucks. I would yeah. probably say minimum, that's all you need when you start. Yeah. Right. And, and with some it, gas and Excel. Money. You know, you got money in your gas. Yeah. There you go. So you, I think you, I think you're going to need $200 a month and um, to go get your first deal. Now, here's the, here's the other part of the equation. When you're driving for dollars, right? You've got a cold call, you got a text, you got to send direct mail. And I do believe in direct mail. For two years, I spent $20,000 a month. Let me say that one more time because not a lot of people understand that. For two years, Pace, this guy that you're looking at right now, spent $20,000 a month in direct mail for two full years. Um, I have not spent money on direct mail in the last 2.3 years, right? There's just way less expensive ways to get deals. The average cost per contract, right? So if I spend a dollar, do I get a contract? No, I have to spend with, with direct mail, I have to spend about 8000 to $9,000 to get a contract. Okay, that's a contract, not a closing, a contract. So I better make at least $9,001 on that contract so I can guarantee my return on that, that um, ad spend. So... Direct mail is really challenging for people to get into the game because it's very expensive. So be very careful about direct mail. It's not that it doesn't work. It's just not for the person who has a $200 monthly budget. Okay. Um, so Justin says this. Um, Justin says, should I stop paying for PropStream and just do batch lists, SMS and add batch driven since I freed up money with PropStream? So look, Guys, I don't have anything against PropStream. We, to, to be honest with you guys, there's a couple of things that we like about PropStream that we keep PropStream around, okay? There's nothing wrong with PropStream. Um, now, the challenge is we are talking to a lot of people that are trying to get into the game, and it's a little bit expensive to get into this game, right? Costs a couple hundred bucks a month. And especially when you have PropStream that I think is $100 a month, people are always looking for ways to cut costs. So I get that. But here's the thing. I, I, by the way, guys, if, if anybody doesn't know what PropStream is, there's a free trial link right there for you just to s save you guys some money and some time. Okay, so PropStream and Batch Leads do, I'd say 85 to 90% of the same exact tack, uh, tasks, okay? But it's just like Albertsons and Bashes and Walmart and Target. Like they're all grocery stores, right? I can all go there and get a banana. I can all go there and get an orange sugar-free monster, okay? However, the quality of the avocado, the quality of the tomato, the quality of whatever, maybe the brand of diapers, whatever, might differ from store to store to store. It doesn't mean one store is better or one store is worse. It just means that I might go to Target to get my daughter's diapers but I'm going to go to Bash's because they have this special peanut butter, Jif fat, uh, reduced fat, by the way. That's the, that's the peanut butter to get. That's the best. So I might have to go to two different stores to get the things that I need or I desire. Okay. So if you are in this business, I tell people, why not use both? If, if, if PropStream, there's a, a couple of lists that we still pull on PropStream because Batch Leads hasn't gotten them and vice versa. There's 
lists that we pull on batch lists or batch leads that PropStream doesn't have. Okay. So I'm telling you, there's no reason if you're in this business where you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars that you should even look at, you know, cutting those costs. However, when you're first starting in the game, it's understandable that that's a question. Pick which one you want. Okay. Pick which one you want or tell your wife to stop getting um, Starbucks drinks for seven or eight dollars every single morning because you multiply that by thirty and you're looking at three hundred, basically two hundred and fifty bucks a month. Okay, look for ways to save the money so you can spend it on something else. Uh, that that's just my two cents. Now, going back to that batch driven driving for dollars, I have two hundred dollars a month. That's it. Okay, then I've got um, some skip tracing money, some gas in my car money, etc. Now. With us, okay, we, I don't want to cold call. I never want to cold call. I hate it. I never want to cold call. I'm sorry, guys. There's a lot of um, gurus out there that don't like when I say that because they say that I'm discouraging people. But I'm telling you the true, honest, I'm never going to lie to you uh, intentionally. I might say something. I might, I, might, I might say something like, hey, it's not raining outside, but I haven't been outside all day long. Like I might say something that I unintentionally don't have all the facts on. And for that, if I do, I apologize, but I'm never going to lie to you and we're never going to mislead you. We want to make sure you guys understand how to get into this business, but I don't ever want a cold call ever. It, it doesn't give me energy. I don't get excited about it. That's why we hire VA hub to do all of our cold calling. Okay. Now it does cost money. VA, VA's virtual assistants cost money to cold call and good ones cost decent money, right? So my feeling is this. As I transition, okay, as I transition, Cody, from a $200 a month person, I get my first deal. Let's say I get a $10,000 deal, kind of below average, you know, assignment fee, $10,000. And I've gone four months, maybe five months of driving for dollars because again, a lot of this is mindset, right? If I go out and drive for dollars, I get a deal in my first week because I'm me right now with a different mindset, different understanding, all that kind of stuff. It doesn't mean driving for dollars doesn't work. It means that I've paid my dues and I know how to go out and get it done, right? Same thing with you. Your first deal was a driving for dollars lead, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. So I know if I tell you, Cody, to go out and do, drive for dollars, you're going to have no no trouble, at least in your first couple of weeks, if not the first week. In fact, you just got a deal not too long ago. We made $80,000 on from Batch Driven. So, And that was you. who You're never yeah. in the field. You literally yeah. drove like for dollars one day. Like accidentally. And right. it's, just, it's funny because I even, I even do that. Like Hyel and I will be driving around town and you know, if we're in a certain area and, you know, I'm trying to kill time, like we're, we order food at a restaurant and we're waiting for the food and we're in an area where there's kind of some janky or looking houses, like I'll just hop up and just like click on the houses and add them. And like, I just send them a text. Like it's, it, it's not hard either. And that's how that, that deal came about was just, you know, going about it in that way. So um, yeah, I, I think it's the best way to get started. It's the best way to get some capital coming in too. Okay, so let's say let's say that I have a part-time job or a full-time job, right? I have a full-time job. I get my first assignment fee from working yep. afternoons, evenings, or Saturdays. Yep. I get $10,000. What am I doing with that $10,000 to now get to the next plateau of this business? Am I going to continue to drive for dollars or am I like, yeah, I'm balling out. I'm just going to go get 20 VAs. 
So what I would personally do is I, you know, you have that $10,000. I'm still working my nine to five job. I want to maximize my effort. So like Edward is saying here, batch driven app is the most effective system for beginners. It's awesome. I don't leave home without it. What I'm doing as still working this nine to five and I have this new $10,000 is I'm going to go out there and hire a virtual assistant to start doing some texting for me and some cold calling. I would have them do a little bit of both. I would have them do some cold calling. I would have them do some texting to start getting leads coming in while I'm working from nine to five. And then what I would be doing is I would be trying to in the mornings that I can during the week and just put a schedule around it. I would drive for dollars, add to my list, and then be able to give those to my virtual assistant to cold call during the day to try to create leads out of those. And then what I'm going to do as the owner of this little business is the leads that get put into the system from the virtual assistant and from the driving for dollars efforts and their cold calling and texting efforts. I'm going to be following up with those leads in the evenings that I can and on the Saturdays, I'm going to be spending and dedicating time to following up with those leads to get another contract. That's what I would be doing if it was me, um, you know, starting at, starting from the beginning. Love it. Okay. My first thing that I'm doing. So Cody's lagging. So hold on a sec, guys. But the, I, the first thing I did when I got my first deal, right? I, I already had money coming in from my construction business. So I didn't need my first check when it came in. For me, I just doubled down on my marketing because it was proof of concept. I knew that it was going to happen. So what I what I would do, drive for dollars. I, again, I'm going to kind of mirror a lot of what Cody's saying, but I'm going to reiterate some of it as well. Um, and maybe go down a different way of describing it. I'm going to continue to drive for dollars as I hire a virtual assistant, right? I'm going to continue to drive for dollars and and stay that stay that course. I'm going to hire a virtual assistant to stay on top of the follow ups. And now at that point, I don't have to do any of the calling. I just go drive for dollars. I get all the houses. I pass them on to my VA and they're just calling and following up, calling and following up, calling and following up, calling and following up as we build that big pipeline. And at that point, I now can have, I, I get another deal. I hire another VA. Um, and that VA, we actually have a VA that's driving for dollars for us virtually in the Philippines that sets more appointments than a lot of stuff. Batch driven versus deal machine. This is a great question. I get this all the time. You know, um, I prefer batch driven. Um, deal machine's been around a, a long time. I don't know anybody that's actually using deal machine um, that is doing the, the business. I know a lot of people are pushing affiliates for deal machine, which is fine. I understand they want to make money on it. That's cool. But I don't know anybody that's influencing influencing you know, new in new people coming into the businesses actually giving you a coupon code that's actually using deal machine. So when I sit down with people and I go, Hey, I saw you pushing deal machine. How are you guys using it? What do you guys like about it? Their answer is like, Oh no, I'm just pushing affiliates. So I don't know anybody that's actually successful in deal machine. I know a lot of people successful in batch driven. So for us, we prefer batch driven. There's my simple answer. And you can tell you can tell the owner David Lecko that I said that. He can call me, send me a text. I don't know anybody that's actually doing Deal Machine consistently successful. And if he does, then I would love to sit down and talk to him because we'd love to have him on the show. We'd love to highlight them. Um, 
So Williams Ty says, I like batch driven. I've used Dill Machine a year ago. And again, guys, here's the thing. Neither one is right. Neither one is wrong. I'm just telling you why I prefer one over the, over the other, right? It's the same reason why there's Powerade and there's Gatorade. One's better. Nope. If there, was, if there was like a solid one's better, then Circle K or QT would only sell Gatorade or only sell Powerade. They sell both because everybody has different personality styles. They like the user interface a little bit different. So I don't think there's anything wrong with Deal Machine. I just personally, me personally, this is a personal answer, not a business owner answer. I don't know anybody. When I reached out to um, multiple people they were talking about on their YouTube channels that talk about Deal Machine, I've never talk to somebody who's consistently doing deals with deal machine. That's my honest answer. Um, okay. Um, and if you guys want, we can do a whole driving for dollars um, breakdown. We can bring in Matt, people that are running our driving for dollars team. And if you guys want to learn we and just a do it. contract a yesterday, Pace, from driving, for, Ty got another one yesterday. He brought Matt in to close it from driving for love dollars. It. <laughs> love it. I saw that on his Instagram. That's great. Is it Phoenix? Uh, I think it's Glendale. Yeah. Are we going to fix and flip it? I don't know anything about it. I'll find out tomorrow though. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Um, so this is a good question. So as you're scaling in your business, right? Um, Samuel camp, um, says, can you have too many VAs? What's the limit? Interesting. I mean, I, I would say no, it just really depends on what you want your business to look like Samuel. Um, for us, so you need to work it backwards, figure out how many contracts you want to do a month and then start working the numbers. If you know that it takes one of your cold caller VAs to create two leads a day, that would get you 10 leads a week, which would be 40 leads a month. And it take, and say it takes you 40 leads to get one contract. You know that you would be able to get one contract a month from that one virtual assistant. So then you can start adding up based on the numbers that you generate. So then you just got to work it backwards. How many contracts do you want to get a month? How many, how much marketing do you need to spend? Meaning how much do you need to spend on virtual assistance to generate the right amount of leads for the amount of business that you want to do? There's no limit on how many that you need. Like in our business, we have over 20 virtual assistants from that are doing systems management, that are doing text marketing, that are doing cold call marketing, um, that are doing lead management. And then we have two that are actually doing some acquisition for us. So we have a lot of virtual assistants. We can grow more, but at you know earlier on this call, if you were listening in, Pace and I were just talking about, we don't want to grow our real estate business and, and scale in size. We want to continue doing what we're doing and just honing in and refining on what we're already doing. So you just have to figure out what you want your business to look like and then do the math from there. I'm going to clear out the questions in the side, if you don't mind. So Sharia yeah. says, do, does the VA call cell phones and landlines? Yes, they do. They call cell phones and landlines. Kenny Kaywood says, do you have a call center you'd suggest to answer phone calls? Yeah, vahub.com, vahub.com, vahub.com. This has been asked multiple times. Um, best dialer that we use. Actually, we just got a, we just got a discount on the batch dialer. I don't, is it batchdialer.com forward slash pace? Yeah. So batch dialer, um, we just switched over to batch dialer. We're using that now. We were using what before call tools. Yeah. Call tools is really good too. So if you guys like yeah. call tools, we're not bashing. It's just that batch integrates with everything, which is great. Mm -hmm. So it's one of the reasons why we really like all the batch, uh, suite of products. So batch forward slash pace. 
Um, I think okay. people have to understand too with within the different platforms, you know, people like call tools or batch dialer. It's really whichever one you have a preference for, you know, you can use call tools. It, it works fine. We used it for years. We switched to batch dialer. Why? Because we want to integrate our systems more and just like batch just keeps coming out with more stuff and we can integrate it all together and just, it all marries each other really well. So it just makes things easier for, you know, simplicity in our business. So, um, but yeah, so that's, that's the biggest reason for us. Cool. So um, Al Edmondson says, yes, let's do it. Driving for dollars virtual presentation. I think what we should do next week is we should have Ty, who's one of our driving for dollars guys here locally. We should have Ty and we should have Matt as special guests on Sunday service. And we talk about how one, how we got that deal last week. We break the deal down. And then we also show like Ty, for example, Ty was a guy that was trying to get into real estate wholesaling for two years. He paid for $25,000 seminars. He paid for coaches. He paid for all the things. And it wasn't until he drove for dollars for 21 hours using batchdriven.com that he got his first deal. We bought it subject to, we fix and flipped it. He made, I think he got six grand. We made 20 grand because we actually fix and flipped it and, and had all yep. the risk. But he got his first check. Yeah. Then he's gotten more checks along the way. He just got an, he just got another deal on Saturday. I remember getting I got tagged in the post um, on Instagram. So we'll bring Ty and Matt in here and break down how Ty is driving for dollars using Batch Driven, um, so you guys can see a real live example. If you if you guys want, leave leave me some comments and let me know that that would bring you guys enough value, please. Um, uh, another couple of things. Um, by the way. So Samuel Kemp, I will probably never do my LLC structure on Sunday service. I've done this for 16 hours with my sub two students. Um, it's called my corporate structure mini course that I did for my students live. And it's epic. Um, most of my students had mentioned like Rick Corbett said he'd been working with a CPA for 25 years and learned more with me in 16 hours. It actually learned more from me in one hour than he did in 25 years of working with a CPA. Um, I, it's too long. It's too, it's too much of a passion topic for me to be able to talk about in one hour. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say, no, I'm not going, we're not going to, um, a lot of people are saying Yes, it's epic. Zane Rogers says, how many leads per week do I need to hit to start a VA? How many leads do I need to hit to start a VA? I mean, if you're going to have them, cold calling, you want to have at least 5,000 records for them to be calling through. So 5,000 records will last you about 60 days max. But you know, 5,000 records, meaning 5,000 addresses with phone numbers that you have available for your virtual assistant to call, but you're going to need to replenish that in about 60 days. You can recycle it multiple times over the 60 days, but you're going to have to replenish and add more at that point. Yeah. Um, so Darren Talcott says corporate structure mini course was more, was more than worth the cost of the entry of the mentorship. It was just a bonus zoom for like four or five weeks that I did. I brought in Toby Mathis from Anderson business advisors. I broke down both your corporate structure, your LLCs, how our, our, all of our money flows, how everything looks inside of our whole world. Um, and Facebook user, I'm so sorry. I don't know your name, but I did put your question up on the screen. Is that video recorded that you did with your students for new people who joined the mentorship? I'm going to let my students answer that in the side chat for you. The answer is 1000% yes. Lorena San Clemente, good to see you in here. 
Um, Lorena says corporate uh, structure, just one of many perks of being a sub two student. Thank you, Lorena. I do appreciate that. Um, one fun thing I want to say, if you're a sub two student in here, put up the, put up the peace sign, let everybody know where you're at. Please, 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 please let everybody know I'm a sub two student and where you're at. So if they're not a sub two student, I'd love for the people in the audience to reach out to you guys to get some help, right? Um, our sub two students are highly trained. Um, and they have a tremendous amount of, um, access to me. They have access to my team. They have access to tons and tons of closers inside the mentorship. So guys, please, if you are a sub two student, put up the peace sign and put your comment in the side chat where you're at. Now I've got all the sub two students attention on Wednesday night. We're doing a competition. Okay. We're doing a competition on Wednesday night where TTP Steve Trang, Jamil Damji, and all of their students are going to come and join all of the, the sub two students. And we're going to be doing a role playing competition inside the sub two mentorship. That's on Wednesday night this week. So if you're a sub two student, you're a TTP student, you're an Astro student, or you are a uh, Steve Trang. I don't know what he calls his people. Um, what? Uh, I don't know, Steve Trang, Karate Kid, whatever. Um, if you're if you're a real estate disruptor, maybe is what it is. You are invited on Wednesday night. We're going to be bringing all of our communities together, and we're going to be doing a role playing competition to see who does the best role playing. Right? We're going to switch from buyer to seller, seller to buyer, and we're going to switch it up. And Brent is going to judge, Pace is going to judge, Steve is going to judge, and Jamil are going to judge. Now. Here's what's cool, Cody. I have not told you this, but Chris Voss, Chris Voss from Never Split the Difference yeah. is coming into the mentorship in six months to judge the end of the year role-playing competition. That's awesome. I love very that. cool. Very, very cool stuff. So anybody that's into Chris Voss, Never Split the Difference book, he's going to be coming into the sub two mentorship in six months. And that's going to be a blast. So um, that's going to be going, that's going to be happening this coming Wednesday. So um, Cody, we've only got a handful of time. Let's, let's talk about other systems that we're actually using in our full-fledged operating business. Yeah. So, I mean, when you're talking about, you know, systems that I just couldn't live without having, I was just like thinking right off the top of my head, what comes to mind. And, um, you know, some of these are paid systems. Some of them are, are free. Um, you know, one of them just communication wise slack, you know, if you're building out a team slack is the best communication tool I've ever seen. There's a free version and there's a paid, there's no link for that. Um, it's, it's awesome, but you know, um, that, that would be a big one. Google drive, um, is where we, you know, organize all of our, you know, company documents and everything. Um, but that's leads. I mean, cause that, like I was saying, keeping simplicity within our business to be able to, pull our lists from batch leads, skip trace within the platform, manage our data and stack our data within that platform as well. And then to be able to text in there and then also using a, their comping feature. And it easily integrates with batch dialer. So you can you can manage your data there and push it directly over to the uh, batch dialer system as well. So that all in one system um, is you know really what we utilize heavily and then, you know, we utilize within our business Podio as well, uh, bombcrm.com. So that's basically the, your CRM. For those of you that are like, well, it's a CRM. 
customer relationship manager. It's where your leads go for you to keep in touch with them, follow up with them so you can keep organized with your database. Um, but those, you know, I always can I, think can, systems can I, can I put you on pause for one second? These are, these are good, but I have to stop you because we've had, yeah. um, we've had Farron. He's actually asked this. Oh, Cody just bounced for a second. Farron's asked the question multiple times tonight and he said RPR. Okay. So RPR is realtors property resource. Okay. So the first R in there should signify realtor. We don't talk about anything to do with realtors on this show because nobody in here is trying to become a realtor. Okay. Um, nothing against realtor. My, I sleep with one. I make babies with a realtor. I have nothing against realtors. I just don't think you all want to come become realtors. Okay. Um, now you can become one just to get the education, but it's a job. It's being a real estate agent is a job. It's not, it's not where most people go. I'm going to get into real estate. I'm going to become a real estate agent and real estate agents. What's the statistic over 80% of real estate agents actually don't own a home. So guys, it's not really the, the path to wealth. Okay. Be, becoming a real estate agent is not it's not the path to wealth. It is a path to wealth, but only like very, very small few um, people make enough money just as a real estate agent. Okay. Now, RPR is the software that Farron keeps bringing up. I don't talk about RPR really, although I do use RPR. Why do I use it? It's because my wife's a realtor, but most other people don't have access to RPR unless they are a licensed realtor and they pay for the access above and beyond their license. So Farron, it would not be a good point of conversation to bring up an app that 99% of the people on this feed are not going to have access to. So RPR is great for comping properties, but you have to be licensed to have access to it. Um, so, there's a lot of people that are realtors in here. Who's using RPR, guys? Who's using RPR to comp properties? Um, Cody, here's here's a good question for you. Uh, when Batch isn't pulling up an additional number, um, I'm trying to think what Matt's using right now. Laura, Laura uses Matt, one all the time. Call. Like. People on our team will reach out to Laura and go, I can't find the, a number from this on Batch, and they'll just text her like these single things. What is it she's using? Do you have any I'm trying code? to think. I haven't done it in like – it's been okay. some months now since I've even messed with it. So I'll ask Matt yeah. what we're using secondary now. Yeah. Um, also, um, anybody that's a sub-two student – Anybody that's a sub two student on Wednesday, we're going to be talking about, um, we are releasing only to sub two students for a little while, um, access to having a bookkeeper manage your bookkeeping. We're launching a new service for bookkeeping. So I get a lot of people that are like, I need help with bookkeeping. I have no idea where my money is, what's going on. My taxes, my this, I'm disorganized. I don't know what to do with my money. When I do get money, da, 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 da. So that's only for sub two students. We're going to be talking a lot about that on this big contest that we're doing on Wednesday. So if you're a sub two student, please come in. We want to talk to you guys about it. Um, Tony Counts, our bookkeeper is going to be heading that up. And it's so incredibly affordable. Like it's ridiculous. Uh, it's, it's in the beta stage. So 
if you're a sub two student, we'll give you access to it. If not, well, we, we're just trying to work on it. We got Christian Hernandez and a whole bunch of other people. Um, Samuel Kemp says, what about using it to list your flips? So we don't use RPR to list our flips. That's not what RPR is meant for. Um, we use the MLS. The MLS and RPR are actually two completely different platforms. We use the MLS to list our properties. And my wife is the person that lists all, all of our properties. Um, Joshua Hill says, if I'm at the very bottom of the ladder and starting out and grinding, how many conversations do you think I should shoot for per day? Interesting. Um, I would say to shoot for at least in the afternoon, I would shoot for at least 20 conversations every single day. And you can do 20 conversations in about two to three hours. 20 conversations, if you're having actual conversations with, with motivated sellers, you're going to get deals. There's no way around it. Okay. Um, probate attorneys. Yes, Alex, we are going to be building out the probate attorney training week in and week out for the next uh, seven more weeks. That was really good. I, we maxed out Zoom, dude. We had 300 people come in and people were trying to get into the Zoom. It was so popular. So um, go ahead, Cody. Sorry. Oh, no, you're good. That's, that's amazing. Um, I was just going to jump on the there's a really good question that Jeremy Davis asked earlier in here. And it I was, was going to uh, say the same thing. He had a great question about VAs, like how to manage and all this stuff. Go ahead and ask it. Well, he was asking, you know, on, you know, having a VA, maybe a lead manager VA, like how many leads should you have for them to even, for you to even need a lead manager in your business. And I would say it's not about how many leads you have in your database. It's about how, you know, making sure that you just have enough business where your lead manager can be making 65 plus phone calls every day and not running out of things to do. If they can make 65 phone calls every day, Monday through Friday, and they're not running out of people to call, you have enough leads. If you, if they would run out of leads, then you may be hiring a, a lead manager a little bit premature. So Gaines City, uh, Pace, during a novation, if you're, you're to use a renovation loan, what, how is the lender protected? So you're not going to use a renovation loan like going to a, a traditional finance bank, Gaines. Um, the first position is the seller's home is in first position. You go and raise private capital. The way that that private capital is secured is you actually put a note and a deed of trust against the property. It's very simple. I know it sounds not simple, especially when I'm like, no, need a trust and secure. Da, 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 da. Essentially, what you're doing is you go, if I'm going to go fix and flip a property, I go to Cody and I go, hey, Cody, can I get 20 grand? Cody and I write an agreement that says I owe him 20 grand when I finish fixing and flipping. And I take that agreement and I go and document it at the county. And so that the county has record that I owe him 20 grand and I can't sell, refinance, do anything to that property without getting Cody his $20,000. Um, Samuel Kemp says, are there negatives to getting your license? I was getting it for MLS access. Um, I would say no. There's, there's no real downfall to being an agent other than you have to tell your seller on a wholesale transaction or a sub two transaction or seller finance transaction, hey, just so you know, I'm a licensed realtor, but I'm not representing you. But that has, have we ever had any actual issues with that, Cody? No, no, there's not really any big downside. I mean, you have to disclose uh, ev everything, you know, hey, I'm a licensed real estate agent. Hey, you could go and list your, you know, if you're buying a property, you do want to disclose, hey, I'm a licensed real estate agent. You could go list your market on the property and potentially make more money. You know, you have to disclose those things. Um, but 
generally no. And being able to have your license to list your own flips, it's great. You know, if you have, if you don't have a realtor that'll list them for you for 1500 bucks or less, then, ha- you know, doing it yourself is okay. Starting off, eventually you want someone else to do it. Cause that's just, it's a bottleneck for you, but um, it's not, I, I don't see it as a negative. I don't see it as a huge positive, but it's not a negative. Yeah. I mean, it depends on what do you want to do at the end of the day? Do you want a full-time yeah. job making, yeah. you know, $25,000 a year, then go get your real estate license. Um, if you, if you want to become a real estate investor, um, the major benefit you'll have is that when you're talking to a seller, the seller might ask you, well, are you licensed? You can say yes, but I'm not going to represent you. I'm licensed real estate agent, but in this transaction, I'm an investor. Sometimes that brings credibility. I've never needed that at all. I, I, I establish credibility in other ways. Um, I feel like the way I establish credibility and my students have all heard this is way more powerful than being a real estate agent, but it kind of depends on where you're at, right? What phase of the business you're currently in. If you're brand new and you have no mentor, you have no program you're a part of and you have zero credibility because you have no other friends in the business, then maybe having your license would be a dramatic improvement over having nothing. But maybe having a mentor that has credibility you don't necessarily need a license because you can leverage that credibility by saying, this is my partner, right? So um, here's what, here's, uh, let's, let's close this up because I think this was really good. We had 365 people watching on average tonight. So guys, thank you so much. Um, usually the show does get to 400, 500, but the last couple of weeks has, has been, um, we haven't been promoting it as much. We've been super busy. So Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you. We love you. What we're going to do next week is we're going to talk primarily about the creative financing deals that we've done from Driving for Dollars. We're going to have Matt Beard as a guest next Sunday um, and Ty, one of our guys that are actually out in the field driving for dollars. Okay. Somebody who is actually using Bats Driven to go out and do deals. Okay. A guy that brings the deals to us because he says, look, and we'll give you guys the formula. We'll give you the formula of how to drive for dollars what to do, how to do it, and how you don't even have to be the person closing the deal to be a part of the the transaction. Ty goes and drives for dollars. We close the deal. We buy the deal. He gets paid, right? He's busy with his photography business and his wife and kids and all that kind of stuff. So he leverages us. We'll give you guys that blueprint next week on Sunday service. And um, we really, really appreciate you guys a lot. We will see you next Sunday. Tell your friends. Tell everybody. We'll see you guys on Sunday service. Cody, you got anything? That's all I had. As always, guys, appreciate you being here. If you haven't already, check this out when you're driving to work. You can listen to Sunday service on Spotify and iTunes as well. Download, tell a friend. If you're not in our community, go to Creative Finance with Pace Morby on Facebook and get involved in the conversation. Appreciate it, guys. We'll see you. Later.